hello and welcome back to zero strategy podcast episode 18 it's so not cold. it's 19 it's 19 get fucked God, andrew Check the you, goddamn fool. you goddamn fool you fool god damn it Condi. i'm so upset oh come on for anyone listening to the audio version i asked in chat and everyone told me 18 and i said i thought it was 19 and they all said it's 18 wow Oh, the names are messed up. What happened? What happened? Right, hang on. I need to fix this real quick. Uh, someone, run it. somebody talk. Somebody talk. Just, yeah, just slide us around. Nightmare, Condi. Somebody talk. I'm, I'm, nightmare, I'm confused. Nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> Cyber, so, how are you? What are you doing? What, what's your week been like? Let's catch up. It, it's been good. Uh, I've got a new baby ferret. He is nine weeks old, and. Uh, Apart from that, that's it. Uh, I got very drunk last night. Uh, Remind us, what's their name? Kai. Little Hold. baby Kai. Um, he's a little shit. He bites all the friggin' time. Uh, we've got this. No big ones. Oh. Like half his body weight. It's unnatural. <laughs> but we got this, Is that uh... why they're so long to begin with? Just like they. <laughs> the ferret or. The ferret. <laughs> But we got this uh, the sour apple stuff mm. to stop him biting, and it's one of the most funniest things to see him like chomp down on your hand and be like, eh, eh, and then he just fucking like dives away at, like ten miles an hour. <laughs> dives away. <sighs> All right, sorry for the scuffed start there. I fixed everything now. I don't know how that got messed up. Wow. It was perfect. Yeah, before we, we started. Somebody messed up. Somebody broke it. Anyway, welcome back to the podcast. I'm joined today by my co-hosts, uh, the Cyber Project. Hello, the Mighty Kibbles. We have that guy Cod. Uh, can't see, hello. but he is dabbing. And we have Just Krog. Hello, and he is also dabbing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> as we always do, let's start with a brief catch up with everybody. Uh, also, I should mention as well, if you're watching live in uh, the stream, please. Please feel free to ask us questions if there's anything you want us to discuss, anything you're not sure about, um, or, or if you have a topic for us, please just let us know. Make sure to at one of us or at Zero Strategy Podcast in the chat so we can see it. Um, yeah. Cyber, how has your week been? What have you been up to? Uh, nothing We've really. We've been over this. Con. Were you not listening? Jeez. I'll, 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 do the, I'll do the rundown again. I went back to work. <laughs> I've got a new baby ferret. I got really, really drunk last night, and I'm suffering. That's about it. In my Cyber defense. poops half his body weight every time he yep. goes. I only half listened to the original introduction. <laughs> yeah, I was I was busy fixing the stream. Okay, not my fault. Uh, Kibbles, what have you been up to? Uh, Warzone. <laughs> I also have been playing Spider-Man, which is so... So stupid good. It's so good. And you got the green Super screen back. Yeah, I did. Good. I got the green screen back. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> nice. Have you been streaming Spider-Man or just playing off stream? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna play it off stream and then I didn't want to stop playing it. Fair. Fair. I think I went through that whole game in like two or three days. I just sat sat on <laughs> the PlayStation clicks. and just went right through it. I just loved it. It was so good. Really, really good. There's a lot of uh, like cool little Easter eggs and stuff for Avengers. It's 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 a good game. Yeah, they they've got this thing called like Avengers Tower in the middle of the city. <laughs> I was like, oh, I found something secret. They also have the <laughs> the you know the building from Doctor Strange. 
then yes. that's also in it's there. It's like Brownstone well. Mansion. Oh. I don't know, but it's it's in there too. It's pretty cool. No, I'm telling you, that's what it is. I, I believe you. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, well then, Grog, how has your week been? What have you been up to? I know you last it's time hot. you had yeah you had some some construction happening and everything. Constru- construction is still happening. There's technical difficulties aplenty, which is why I'm not my webcam is not live. Um, yeah, uh, work continues at the house. Um, the streams are kind of all over the place right now. I'm sort of kind of going back to work last week and this week. So right now my schedule is, is all over the place for streaming stuff, but um, I will be streaming later today. And um, other than that, um, yeah, just trying to like get things sorted um, on the home front. Nice. And uh, Manu, it's been a while since you've joined us on the podcast. Why don't you tell us what you've been up to since you were last on? Well, since I was last on, oh God, that's been a while. <laughs> I got my own flat. So I was like, mm. got settled it looks in. real and nice. I've been, yeah. sleeping, I've been sleeping on an air mattress for two months. So last week I finally got my bed and I almost didn't wake up the next morning for work. Uh, because it's so comfortable, and uh, other than that, I've just been gaming here and there, and then I, I only got like twelve days left to work, and then I have sixteen days off. So I'm excited about shit. that. As an old man, you describing that you've slept like two weeks on an air mattress, it's already making my back hurt. Like I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not about I mean, I, life. I wish it was only two weeks. It's been two months. Uh, two months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Your back disintegrated into just. Well, I, I I I went and bought my bed, and then until they like actually brought like the the company, they were still like in the shutdown from Corona, so it took a while till I they brought it. I finally got it now, so yeah. Good shit. Sleeping is pretty lit. It is pretty lit. <laughs> it's lit. It's pretty fucking fire. Oh, you got the quicks, <laughs> <laughs> um well i mean i've been much the same Warzone. i did my finally did my placements in valorant actually really happy cyber i got bronze two. Oh yeah bronze two pretty pretty proud of that you is know? that not higher than what you had last season i think in the beta the highest i got was bronze one because i got iron one after my placements and then i worked my way up to bronze one but yeah this season bronze two straight off the bat pretty excited about that um does it and go then... iron bronze and then gold yep Yes. Uh, uh silver? Platinum, Iron bronze diamond, silver gold. Platinum. Whatever the highest is. Yeah. That's Apex what Predator. I was expecting, honestly. And then Apex Predator, yeah. <laughs> Valorant Predator. <laughs> Pirate Legend is up there Overwatch somewhere too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then this morning I started Last of Us Two. No spoilers, but that game's crazy. That is actually the first PS4 game I've ever had where it required two discs to install it. Okay, this might be a spoiler, but I heard it's a sequel. It is a sequel. The clue's in the name. The See the Bed, This Is Part (laughs) 2. Oh. No way. Is that what that means? But yeah, the game, it actually came with a separate disc just for the installation. And then another disc to actually play the game with. It's very strange. But I guess, you know, we're getting near the end of this console generation, so... It makes a little bit of sense. Um, So, basically, the first thing I want to kind of talk about, the first topic, is actually so perfect um, for this week based on events. 
the topic I want to go through is technical difficulties and some things that you might experience as a streamer trying to make everything work. Now, you may think, oh, Condi kind of messed up there. Got all of his stuff in the wrong place. His stream is all scuffed when they went live. And you would be right to think that. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> all, all done intentionally. You would be right. To that think was that. an example oh, of technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. I, uh, yeah, totally knew that was coming. And, um, <laughs> you know, what can I say? Uh, so, <clears throat> first of all, let's kind of go through some, I guess, common technical difficulties that you guys might experience as a streamer what what what's your well, what have you I had the majority of the time what i experience is yeah exactly that's what i was gonna say yeah. being muted for the first yeah. 20 or 30 minutes of stream till mm -hmm. someone comes in and be like are you muted on purpose i can't hear you if you say anything you're like oh, yeah no, it's that it's that realization it. moment after like 30 minutes of gameplay and you're like fuck Hi, how's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, uh, if you use a bot like Stream Elements or Disc uh, or like Nightbot or something like that, it is nice, even if you don't tell people about it, just because of how common this is uh, for people, just to add a exclamation point mute or exclamation point muted uh, to the chat and then just like put a really obnoxious prompt for yourself so that people can let you know <laughs> like hey um, dumbass you're muted yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, dude, shit, you're muted um it's great and i i did that early days and uh people have used it a fair number of times and it's helped me have you always <laughs> been muted when your chat tells you you're muted though because sometimes they like now to mess with you you're in you're in uh, rough waters here. I feel like you're trying to toss accusations at some people. Some people <laughs> that might be present right here. I'm just I don't saying. Think those people, <laughs> whoever they are, would appreciate that. Your lies and slander. It, it it does stress me out every time because I'll do all my checks. I think everything's working, and then I go live and people are like muted, muuted, muuted, and I'm like I'm not muted. I, I don't understand. It's horrible, but I still that's have to the check it. That's the great thing about it, though. So if you get angry, that's that's my day made. <laughs> I love to make you angry. <laughs> I um, think that I think the first step to fixing that, Condi, is having a healthier relationship with your own community so that mm -hmm. they don't feel like they're obligated to troll you. Because yeah, maybe you should. I think word. right. Yeah, maybe I you should. I should move to Mixer. Oh wait, actually. <laughs> oh, too oh. soon. Too soon. Oh way too soon. Um, but I would say, like, depending on what your setup is at home. Um, like a lot of people will have like a second screen and sometimes it's difficult to juggle having the game that you're playing, having either like say the Twitch dashboard or some other like utility off to the side that you're keeping track of other stuff. If you can have somewhere either, you know, if you're using OBS Studio or Streamlabs or what have you, somewhere where you can still see your, your soundbar, um, and, and see the levels. Um, for me, I know that like. I ha I can press a hotkey and it'll mute the mic for the stream. And sometimes I've caught myself because I just look over and I see that there's I'm just getting no decibels. Like I'm just getting nothing. And then I'm like, oh shit. All right, I gotta turn that back on. Um just having having like a little status um bar like that can be really good mm -hmm. as an alternative. Uh or if you have a stream deck, something mm -hmm. I did to make it easier for me was I made the activation um uh logo or, or or icon 
on the stream deck when something is toggled on i made it very bright yep. so everything when it's off or neutral has kind of like a um just sort of a black you know kind of soft background and then if something is meant to be toggled off or on i have kind of like an icy version which is just like very very cool and then if i turn like my key light on it'll turn like a super bright hot orange and when I look over at a glance, I, I cannot mistake which things are and are not toggled on or off. Um, yeah. So that can be helpful, too. For sure. As chat pointed out, um, finding out that somebody has the power to kick you from your own Discord. <laughs> uh, both Condi and Grog found out through me. Oh, Grog <laughs> fell into that trap, too? <laughs> I'm not modded in his, so I don't know how I had the power to do That's that. That's even worse! funny, nonetheless. <laughs> God damn that's even worse yeah he was, dude, he I, was doing that stupid cube rule cube rule stuff you were talking about and i didn't want to hear this nonsense about a hot dog being a taco anymore and i was like <laughs> i wonder if i can i can disconnect him okay steaks or salads pizzas or toast pizzas are toast dude i'm gonna order so much toast after the stream i can't wait <laughs> yeah cyber i, I, I don't know how i feel about this I don't know angry. how I feel about this. Angry. You feel but angry. It, it, it makes a lot more things that you didn't realize were salad into salad, which yeah. is great. <laughs> which is, yeah. It's, it's helped me it's with healthy. my diet immensely. <laughs> Ice cream in a bowl is a salad. We could do a whole episode on just the cube rule, honestly. But um, <laughs> to try and avoid chaos, let's, uh, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, <clears throat> audio issues are a thing that can definitely happen with mics being muted a, a mic being muted i guess wouldn't necessarily always be a technical difficulty I, although i guess if it's if it's not just as simple as un, unmuting the mic it might be a technical difficulty what it's other user error yeah like you, you've got a hotkey that you accidentally touched or like you muted it you forgot you muted it you go live and all that kind of shit but i agree with grog having having the decibel meter somewhere that you can actually see it like as soon as somebody says oh you muted in chat you just look down and you go no i'm not and move on <laughs> <laughs> but then i see sometimes obs does do weird stuff though and it worries me my so this is this okay this is my experience of technical difficulties it's always capture cards it's always yeah. goddamn capture cards uh, they're a wonderful thing and we need them for a lot of different uses but oh my god are they frustrating so i have mine on obs set up as like a a, a media capture whatever video capture device yep. and it comes in it's got its own soundbar now i can see that there's audio being captured by the capture card chat can't hear it and i've tested this myself unmuting the stream and listening even though i can see there's a decibel bar the volume bar is filling there's no audio so the only the way i had to fix it was to uh monitor the audio out of my desktop yep. audio right I have to do the exact same so right so i did that i don't understand why there's no audio signal going through in the first place don't know why but it just isn't so then today i'm using the capture card and it's echoing so then i had <laughs> to stop the monitoring all of a sudden it works again and everyone can hear it through the <laughs> capture card source i don't know why i have no idea <laughs> but it just sometimes obs does weird things um, it so. <laughs> it reminds me of somehow like Discord does some fun stuff too, where um, on occasion after we'll do a call like this and we'll end it, or sometimes even when I'm just about to start a stream, we haven't done one of our podcast sessions. I'll start up Discord on one of the either the stream PC or my game PC, and for whatever reason, 
and I didn't change this, my like default output will be changed from like the speakers mm. or the auxiliary out to yep. the microphone itself that I was using. So it's like, oh, you wanted all of your audio routed back into your Yeti. I'm like, the fuck I did. Like I it doesn't <laughs> no one any good. And like for no reason, sometimes shit just changes. And it it yep. is confusing as fuck. Uh I, I I love and hate Windows. I love and hate Discord. The fact that you can like everything will go to shit. Like you can't hear anybody, nobody can hear you, and the age old turn it off and turn it back on again fucking works for Discord. I don't understand it. I didn't change any <laughs> settings. I did fuck all to the program, but it instantly works. I've had so many issues with Discord in the past that when something goes wrong, I'll just instantly restart it instead of checking anything else. Yes. Because it'll do this thing yep. where I'll connect to a voice channel and it will not let me talk. All my defaults are correct everything's good it will show that i'm green and trying to talk but no one can hear anything so i've done that a few times especially when we start these and then i look over and i'm muted on my soundboard <laughs> it's like oh it's usually discord yeah or when <laughs> discord will just default I. mine defaults my microphone to my webcam sometimes <laughs> but i don't know it this sounds like you're really <laughs> far away and loud yeah <laughs> it's uh actually that happened to me on one of the episodes yeah. like uh yep. like <laughs> before episode 10 or something like for some reason it sounded everyone kept saying it sounds like he's like across the room and like no one could understand why and for some reason the microphone sounded kind of okay to you guys but mm -hmm. then for the rest of the chat it, it's because it was it defaulted to my webcam on my laptop on the uh, stream pc don't know why <laughs> didn't change streaming it pc damn you no. must be rich <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to do, I want to talk about kind of how we troubleshoot these issues, but I want to maybe highlight a few more other technical difficulties that you might come across. The thing is, as a streamer, there's always going to be weird stuff goes wrong and it's going to be different for everyone. And the issue you're having might not be the exact same as somebody else. But <clears throat> I think there's a few we can maybe identify and hopefully help people to avoid. I, I can think of one that's universal. Go for it. Drop frames. <laughs> Uh, well, I was going to say this is a, this has probably affected everyone at some point, especially if they're a PC, but maybe a console game or two. Um, you get really excited to play a game. You make plans with friends. You say, hey, on Tuesday, do you want to do blank? And they say, sure. And then you're ready to go and you're excited and OBS is working and everything's, you know, lights are green on everything. And you go to launch the game and there's an update and <laughs> you're live and you're waiting on an update to download. Uh, it's worse if you're a console gamer, uh, especially if you're on PlayStation, because that update is going to take you over an hour, uh, not to even download, but just a copy. And then for PC, sometimes you might be in a different uh, region, so you might be getting throttled, uh, as some of our yep. uh, EU and UK friends can attest to. So making those plans to do a thing, make sure that you have the update done and have launched it before you get like ready to go live. Yes, because um, I've done that several times. <laughs> it's it, it almost feels like they they wait to push an update till right before I go live sometimes as well. Like I, I have got into the habit of just kind of cycling through all the games I play when I'm like at night, making sure there's no updates, and then yep. you know preparing. I also have the issue because my wife's working from home. If I try and download something, it completely throttles her connection downstairs, and she can't work. So I can't really download things while she's working as well. So Sounds I like have a personal to... problem. Well, <laughs> be like, COD needs updated. <clears throat> <laughs> yep. the, i have to wait till she's on a lunch break and then i can download anything i need to do or like 
in the mornings so i'm quite good now at checking but i've definitely been in the same boat where i've like like i'm gonna stream this and then half an hour before stream i'll check and the update's gonna take 17 hours to do in the case of call mm -hmm. of duty um so yeah, that's, that's a good way of preparing 60 gigabytes for you yeah exactly <laughs> um so yeah definitely checking ahead uh drop frames is one you mentioned cyber you want to talk about that a little bit well there's three different ones there's encoding there's um rendering and there is uploading drop frames <clears throat> i have researched so many different places nobody knows what encoding lag actually is nobody can clearly define it so if you're dropping encoding lag uh, encoding frames sorry you've just got to troubleshoot and put up with it nobody like you just have to try shit and assume that it's going to work um the upload drop frames is pretty easy. Uh, it's usually down to bitrate in your actual, like the hardware that you've got in there. So it's kind of easy to say like, oh, I'm using like a really big game, trying to pump it out. Like at 7,500 uh, bitrate, it's never gonna work. So you can always troubleshoot that. But the bane of my life is Call of Duty and dropped encoding lag. Like it, it drives me insane because I don't know what it is. Like, it drives me nuts. I'll have the issue every now and then where I'll drop <coughs> frames like crazy, and then I'll just restart my computer, like do it full system wipe. I've got all yeah. my games backed up on a different hard drive, so I do a uh, system wipe on the boot drive, and everything's fine for like three months. I don't install anything other than my games now because I'm like, maybe, maybe I had like something else, like some, some of these emulators. Maybe they were kind of messing things. No. It just does it. <laughs> so, so I have a pumps, habit now of every like three months. It's like, okay, I'll just system wipe. So things can run well. Pump makes a good point. The only way to fix rendering slash encoding lag is to get newer PC ports allowing in-game frames. Do you want to know a funny story? I increase the quality of my stream and I don't drop any frames anymore. It went from 720 to 900p and I went from 30 frames to 60 frames and it works <clears throat> smooth as hell interesting Work that one out so it doesn't make sense and it frustrates the shit out of me <laughs> so tell me so like I, I i do you guys use uh anybody use obs studio or you kind of like mm -hmm. streamlabs obs right <clears throat> so obs studio right down the bottom right hand corner it's got a bit of information and it'll tell me drop frames the number and the percentage is that just for the upload drop frames so so it's between you and the server how, yes. how many frames got lost on your upload so like if i'm trying to upload a youtube video at the same time as stream i'm dropping frames right that makes sense the one you're talking about where there's like render lag how do you identify that where does that show does that also come up as dropped frames or uh, there's a section in obs studio I, I haven't like experimented on any of the other streaming platforms that you can like upload from but within obs studio there's like a a doc that actually gives you more information so right. you can see rendering encoding and then like server drop frames okay because my my obs so i have it <clears throat> i have it set to output 60 fps mm -hmm. and i'll have a little fps counter in the bottom right and i notice sometimes that drops depending on the game i'm playing mm -hmm. is kibble's webcam broke yeah, it's broke. He's I trying to fix it. I opened up Streamlabs because I was like, ah, oh, that reminds me. I need to fix something. And then everything went. To <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. More so, technical, technical difficulties. difficulties yeah. We're down to just uh -huh. two. <laughs> um, One second. 
but yeah, I wondered if maybe that was it, where I can see that the, the OBS isn't managing to output 60 FPS. Maybe it drops down to 59, 55, whatever. Is yeah. that kind of more along the lines of what you're talking about, where it's like the encoding? It can mean that. Sometimes you drop uh, FPS within uh, OBS Studio, but you don't actually uh, miss any encoding. <laughs> God damn it, Kibbles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. Oh, part of the plan. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like a it's a mystical thing that no one's quite put the finger on. Um, it it could obviously be down to if you use NVENC or your CPU to. <laughs> that's really distracting. <laughs> so if welcome back to anyone, the technical difficulties podcast. Um... <laughs> Kibbles's cam is just blinking in and out of existence. Uh, a lovely shade of green. So. But but uh, oh Josh God. Josh makes a good Damn point. It. <laughs> it's even worse than before. I uh, could not have chosen a better topic for today. Holy crap! Uh, in, in respect to um, drop frames on upload, um, usually, uh, as I'm already pointed out, and Cyber already pulled out, uh, pointed out, um, one of the best things you can do is people are either uh, using too high or too low, typically too high. Mm -hmm. um a, a, a bit rate um so if, like they might be doing it at you know like seven i mean like for example if you're not partnered you can't go over six thousand bits as your um upload speed anyway yeah. you shouldn't try it's not worth it um and frankly unless you have the hardware that can support it you're probably much higher than you need to be most mm -hmm. folks will probably be in the ballpark of like say maybe on the low end 3000 um or somewhere between like you know like 4500 maybe 5000 depending um there are some twitch has their own um website if you just look for i don't know if you google twitch encoding or if you um uh search for twitch frame rate uh twitch.tv frame rate and i think it'll take you to the page there they make suggestions based on your type of graphics card uh, what your current internet bandwidth is, and they'll give you and and how you're encoding it, whether it's NVENC or whether it's like 264, um, you know, like hardware encoding. And based on that, it'll give you a recommendation for what you should aim for as a ballpark number. Um, there's also some other people out there who've done good work about putting together these spreadsheets, like it's a Google Google Doc. Um, I've I've run across a few different ones where basically you can plug in your graphics card, you can plug in. Um, all of the specifics and rather than giving you a ballpark number you can even choose like what is your um, base canvas resolution and all the other specifics for your stream setup and it'll give you a hard number and that number is to take into account all of those factors so like are you doing it at 720p are you doing it at 900 are you doing it at 1080 is it 30 frames per second is it 60 frames per second and it'll spit you out a number that is probably your best use scenario um, <laughs> all of that stuff will probably go a long way to fixing your um uh, upload drop frames um also when i started biggest faux pas i streamed on wi-fi and it it was actually fine for a while <laughs> like like i was doing 720p uh, i would almost get no drop frames but it was because of where i was positioned then when i moved in the house uh, i started getting more on a regular basis or sometimes if there was, I just get interference unexpectedly, um, and you know, I just didn't know better. But yeah, um, yeah use use a fucking Ethernet <laughs> if you can manage it. Use an Ethernet, um, high speed if, Ethernet. Sell two hundred yeah. feet. 
two hundred foot uh, Ethernet cables. They're pretty baller. Yeah. If you're um, wrap it around. Yeah. Ears. <laughs> yeah. But but if you're if you're experiencing that kind of issue and you are already on Wi-Fi, I would highly recommend addressing that first. Um, for anyone who I think we talked about this maybe off podcast, but for anyone who's having issues where they they can't run Ethernet in their house, like they can't run a line from the room where the router is to the room where they're streaming. Uh, one option they might look into is a, a power link. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, uh, no, sorry, power line adapter. Uh, TP-Link is a company, but there's several others that do it. But basically, it's a thing that you plug it. You'll plug into your wall socket. Um, it'll be in the same room as your router. You run an Ethernet from the uh, device that you've plugged into your wall outlet to the router. And then in a different room entirely, you have a second unit that you plug into an out, a wall outlet and you run an ethernet line from that second device to your PC, your console, what have ah. you. And basically what it does is your router is connecting to the first device. The first device is turning the power lines within your house, uh, the electric wiring into a means of transmitting data. Uh, it doesn't matter whether the switches, you know, for the lights or the fans or whatever you have in either room it could be on or off, it doesn't matter. It's just turning the line itself into a means for transmitting information. And you won't get your full bandwidth, but you'll probably get about 60 to 80% of what your normal bandwidth would be. So if you're pulling like 300 megabits down, plugged directly to your router, you might get like 200, maybe like 225 uh, through one of these power line adapters. And basically, it's like running Ethernet in your house without actually having to buy a cable and run it the full length of your house. They work better if they're on the same circuit. Yep. So if you're if they're on different circuit breakers in your house, they will work, but you might have a little latency. Right. Um, but uh, honestly, it's fucking fantastic. Our media room, our TV room for my wife and I, it's down the hall. And uh, for the Apple TV, I wanted to be able to stream things in 4K. And so I have a power line adapter in that room, and I got a power line adapter in the office. And basically, when I turn on the Apple TV, it is getting like full broadband like high-speed internet uh and it's not connecting via wi-fi and as far as the apple tv is concerned it's connected via ethernet and it's still recognized on the network too so it's pretty cool it saved my ass so many times so many times like i didn't want to punch a hole through the wall uh and they're fairly cheap as well uh in the uk i think they're around about 30 pounds uh for two of them that's very heavy (laughs) <laughs> and uh you can actually get wi-fi <coughs> extenders as well yes. so you can actually have the uh, like plugged into the wall the ethernet in that that socket and then have the wi-fi extender on that as well uh i, I would recommend if you like like grog says if you can't run it like an ethernet cable invest in that because very little can go wrong unless the wiring in your house fucks up it's, it's <laughs> yeah. very very reliable um it, it it depends what wiring you've got typically it's copper so you can only go as fast as the copper wiring um but like grog says that 80 percent, you're not really gonna see much of a drop off hmm. i went the 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 other route when i first moved in here and got a huge ethernet cable and ran it from the routers downstairs and yep. all the way up, up the stairs <laughs> yeah but like <clears throat> i tried to like do it around like door frames and stuff uh, I'm going to have to replace it very soon because the cat likes to scratch the door frames and the cable's <laughs> there. And I can see the actual Ethernet is starting to get fucked up by the cat. Um, 
I don't know how much spare if I've got time, like if I've got the ability to like cut it and just take out the damage section. But I'm probably. Gonna I wouldn't to even for Ethernet. You can do those no. coaxial cables. Well, not work for Ethernet at my old house because our dog used to chew through that. Like <laughs> I'm have and to I do would the be whole gaming thing. in a room, and then everything would shut off. It's like she eat the internet again <laughs> yeah if you if you don't have a crimping tool for it to repair it mm -hmm. it's if there's like one loose connection like it just yeah probably a whole work. a whole new cable but that'll be fun so we'll get to that at some point <laughs> well is it cat five or cat six that's i have no idea how old is it no, roughly he only has uh, one cat. three four years <laughs> yeah You'll cat one. Find. <laughs> it's cat one yeah. have, have a look on it because if it's only cat five you might want to upgrade to cat six because it's higher speeds that you can uh, run through it and yeah. unless you have super fancy hardware even though you say you'll see stuff on the market for cat seven don't buy it because no. most things don't support it ah. so yeah it's worth looking into for sure um any other kind of technical difficulties you can think of that you might come across during a stream? I'm thinking uh, like maybe with like alerts or chatbots or anything like that. Well, when I first started, I did have a rendering lag between my microphone and the the webcam itself, so it was like mm -hmm. like three or four milliseconds behind. Yeah, ah, so okay. like so you would see my reaction, nothing would happen, and then something would happen on screen. So that was an absolute nightmare. Uh, OBS does have filters where you can uh, sync them up, so you can either slow it down or uh, increase you can, it. You can do a render delay. Yep. Yeah, uh, which is very handy. Um, I yeah, pretty much you need to figure out what is the faster of the things that is happening. Is it your video? Is it your audio? Is it the game? And then based on that, you need to slow something down. Because obviously you can't speed up a thing that's already happening in real time. True. Uh, if you could, oh my god, I'd get so much work done in the house. I'd speed up all my cleaning the kitchen and no, but but basically, yeah, I, I do the same thing. Um, because of the limited inputs, limited USB inputs I have on my stream PC, I do have a USB hub, and much to my disappointment, I had to make certain concessions, and one of them was. Um, the webcam and the mic are both through the hub, not directly into the PC. Um, and it all, it all that means is that I did have to slow down slightly. I'm trying to think. I think I had to slow down the camera. I'd add like like 400 milliseconds delay to the camera right. so that like the audio was always perfect. Um, easiest thing to do is don't do this on stream. Just load up <laughs> like OBS or slobs or whatever you use and uh, do an offline recording. <clears throat> do the clap test. Yeah, you can do the clap test. Or, um, you know. At the talk draft. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you, can, you can do any anything that is going to be like a physical action where there is an audible reaction that happens in a relatively short space of time. So it could be clapping. Uh, for me, it was also, in addition to that, just recording myself talking and looking mm -hmm. dead into the camera screaming, and then just seeing just screaming, <laughs> just <laughs> screaming into the void um howling howling madly in the middle of the night uh, no but looking dead in the camera <clears throat> and then just kind of almost like lip reading like just trying to see like how close is it syncing up does it need to be a little faster a little slower and there's yeah. no science to it you just got to figure out what the delay is. It's going to be different for everyone's hardware. But that is great because um, I have watched two streamers, not big streamers, but I was just like um, kicking through different categories and watching folks. And 
two people. They had pretty good streams. Uh, I enjoyed their content. Um, if I only had one critique, it was both of them had an audio desync uh, where their audio was just off with their lips. Mm. And it's a little bit, but it feels alien and unnatural. <clears throat> uh, and it's an easy thing to fix. You just add a filter um, through whatever stream software and you just dial in however many milliseconds you want it to slow one down before it broadcasts. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And definitely using that recording feature in OBS is uh, is huge. That's something I do a lot <clears throat> and just record, yeah. you know, even 20 seconds, whatever, and then you can yep. go back and review it nice and easily because there is nothing worse, I think, as a, as a broadcaster to be trying to fix these things while live, you know? Yep. Very... <laughs> frustrating well, I think live streams fails has probably shown there's things that are worse True. well yes okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean I if you've been in that situation there. it's tough Get, it's, uh, getting the, yeah it's not fun getting the three of them the the audio the webcam and the gameplay all synced up for me it brings like a huge level of professionalism because mm -hmm. when you go into a stream and the sound is perfect uh every, everything's syncing up you go all right okay the this person knows how to how to at least get a stream Run going. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in. the The comparison I always use is if you are watching a TV show on Netflix and it's all out of sync, you won't watch it. Yeah, you'd be like, okay, there's something wrong on my TV. You'll probably restart it. If it keeps happening, you'll go, well, I'm not gonna watch that. Yeah, it'd drive you insane for sure. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> to answer a quick yeah. question in chat, you can stream and record simultaneously. Uh, but it does put quite a lot of uh, stress on your uh, on your system usually. Like for me, I'm obviously using my CPU to encode, so doing it twice is uh, sort of doubling the the workload. So generally speaking, I would do it for like the podcast because we're not gaming. Um, but for like a normal stream where you're you're gaming off your PC, it's maybe not the best idea. But if you can get away with it, then that's great. It means you've got high quality footage saved right to your uh, your hard drive. And if you um, wanted, if you wanted to try, maybe attempt to do it with NVENC encoding. Um, yeah. If if that's a feature that's available to you, uh, you'd have an NVIDIA card as your graphics card, and there's a chip on the card itself that is separate from your GPU that is basically responsible for encoding what the card is doing. Um, so think of it this way: it's basically taking all of the burden off of your CPU, uh, and and transferring that to the graphics card but it's not actually going to cause your gameplay to suffer uh, because it's a separate chip that is on the card that is just handling that um, so you could try doing recording which is again going to hit your cpu um, and the, like, like a localized recording and then while broadcasting use nvenc which is going to tap into your graphics card so if your graphics card can support it and your your setup seems kind of mm -hmm. decent um go try that and maybe you won't actually get so much of a hit after all uh, and as cyber pointed out the the dock um that you can toggle on in obs or Streamlabs is great because you can also get your cpu usage out of that so if you mm -hmm. see it spiking you know or if it's like normally at like 25 30 percent and then for whatever reason now it's like at 85 percent obviously maybe maybe it's just not meant for your setup <laughs> yeah for sure so We've talked a bit about some of these technical difficulties. As we mentioned a lot, <clears throat> there, there's always going to be weird things that come up. Um, one thing for me that constantly has I have issues with is alerts. Sometimes the alerts just don't work or they don't work the way I planned them to work. Um, 
uh, as I mentioned, I have a lot of issues with capture cards for some reason. Uh, audio is a constant one, trying to balance out people's audio. I can't tell you how many streams I've been to where I can't hear the streamer talking because their game sound is too loud or or, or vice versa, whatever. <clears throat> it's, it's a constant kind of back and forth to keep everything balanced. Um, we mentioned obviously using the recording feature to, to kind of maybe get a snippet of, of what your stream is going to be to then review so you can make those changes. Is there any other kind of troubleshooting methods that you guys use to, to try and avoid these things before you even go live? Uh, the monitor software on OBS is one of the best things. Uh, I know people aren't as, as fortunate as, as some streamers, but the GoXLR, it runs one audio uh, track straight to OBS. Everything is included in that, the gameplay, uh, Discord, music, all that kind of stuff. So I literally just monitor it on OBS, make sure everything's working, quickly untick it, go live. It's, it's very easy. Uh, OBS is, is a great feature, but if you don't put the time into building all the different audio tracks, I think personally you're doing yourself a disservice because the the options that you have to individually check if everything is working and, and what the audio level is and making sure that it's coming through to your headset correctly, it, it's such a great tool. If you can spend the time on splitting out all the audio tracks and making sure that uh, they are hitting the levels, you know, you're not uh, blowing out the sound or anything like that, it, it's definitely worth it. That's the so biggest step I can Cyber, have. can you explain to people what monitoring is? Because as a as a there is a specific term for audio for it but i don't think some people might realize how that differs from like monitoring is like keep an eye on it versus monitoring is what you mean when you say monitoring yep so monitoring is basically you can rather than just push the audio track directly through obs you can actually tick a feature uh, within obs and you can hear it in real time so you if you've got yourself. a capture so if yep. you've got a capture card, uh, rather than you hearing it just in your headset, you can also have it on OBS. It will create an echo, but you can make sure that it is being picked up by OBS. And um, if you've got a microphone, you can select the monitoring tool. <clears throat> you can hear your voice in real time through OBS. Um, the, there's another feature that I can't actually remember what it is, uh, but you can actually remove it from your headset and put it directly through uh, OBS. I can't remember what that is. I think it's... So you could have, like, music playing to the stream, but not in your own yep. headset. <clears throat> yeah, I forget exactly what it's called. Do any of you guys actually monitor your mic while you're live so you can hear your mic in your headphones? Depends what I'm yeah. doing. If I'm doing, like, an IRL thing, 100%. But if I'm I've, doing, like, Warzone or something like that... very faintly, just because, like, not having it on and uh, having complete sound cancellation really confuses my brain. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how loud I'm screaming. <laughs> I've never I, done it. I have, I have it very, very, very lowly. It goes through, um, like, I'm using Razer headphones. It goes through the side mic just so I can very faintly hear myself. And also uh, okay. I can hear if somebody's trying to sneak up and assassinate me. <laughs> <laughs> Always IRL, a concern. IRL. Always mm -hmm. a concern. <laughs> um, I don't, um, but... I have the Astro A40s, which are open-backed, so they're over-the-ear cup headsets. Uh, you have those, right, Cyber? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
there there is a plate that is there that has sort of like a little sound dampening foam on the inside and it's a magnetic cap that just kind of like snaps on but basically it allows a little bit of the outside to leak in to your audio experience it is kind of intentionally not sound canceling so the whole purpose is that you can hear a little bit of ambient noise in the room around you um i i don't because it's enough for me to be able to hear myself um my wife still scares the shit out of me sometimes because she won't <laughs> say anything and not make a noise and she walks to my periphery so we've worked out a code where she flicks the light switch on and off uh once <laughs> in the room so that i know not to shit my pants when i turn around um and just see someone hovering over my shoulder that i didn't realize was there uh that happens a lot but um yeah monitoring is cool it, it there are some microphones too i know cyber was talking about doing it um kibbles was doing it in real time through the headset itself and then um cyber was talking about doing it through like go xlr or Streamlabs. um some microphones like i have the blue yeti x it'll even work with like the yeti nano or the um the original blue yeti or any number of other microphones usb microphones tend to have these there is a plug it's usually an eighth inch um just headphone jack style plug where you can plug directly into it so if depending on how you've routed your um wires and stuff you can monitor in real time by simply plugging into the mic itself um sometimes if you have the means to sort out all the odds and ends for how you want to wire things that can be great rather mm. than doing it through software because you get zero latency granted you do it through software maybe you're getting latency that is so minimal that the human brain can't even really parse it you know maybe we're talking like just 50 milliseconds or something yeah. usually if you plug directly into the device it is instantaneous um Latency is only an issue if, like, you've ever been on a phone call and you can hear yourself and you start talking and it becomes, like, hard to process what you're saying because you're yeah. hearing the words, like, yeah. a second behind and then you're trying. Like, it just, it fucks with your head. Um, this would basically not do that. So all of this monitoring stuff allows you to do it without having that weirdness happening and you can just kind of hear your own volume. Yep. Uh, but it is good. And, and I would say, too, if you... <clears throat> don't have a means to monitor or find it difficult or just don't care um one of the best things you can do this isn't a technical difficulty but more to prevent a technical difficulty in the future add a limiter in whatever your broadcasting software is you can add a filter um that is called a limiter and basically you set the threshold for um a particular audio source meaning that the audio cannot exceed a certain level so Usually I would recommend, um, you could do it on your game audio, but I should always say on your on your microphone audio, add a limiter for like maybe negative 10 decibels. It will keep you from peaking and going into the red. Your audio cannot clip basically anything. It is the stop, do not pass go. So everything will go up to that and no higher. It's not going to trim off any of your audio. It's not going to cut out anything. You're not going to lose any quality. It just means that you won't have any speaker crackle. You won't blow out your uh, listeners' eardrums. Whatever they have you dialed in at your loudest will always still be the loudest on their end. Um, it's a very small kindness that you can do for your viewers, uh, especially if you get real excited about games and you want to shout real loud. And the um, way you can kind of set that is you scream as loud as you can into your microphone, and then you just real-time adjust it. Kibbles is actually going to give us a, a test right I, I, now. Oh, negative ten decibels. Discord, which is a fun thing. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this: that if you want a magic number, do like negative twelve or negative ten decibels, because <clears> the thing is, um, zero past zero is clipping, uh, and you don't really want to be at zero anyway, because you're 
you're verging into the area where you're going to start having crackle and it's going to start affecting yep. what a speaker can actually put out. Exactly. So always keep your decibels below zero, never higher, and ideally somewhere in the ballpark of like, you know, like a few notches down. I, I do negative 10. Some people might do negative eight. You know, whatever you feel comfortable with. I would check with, what but... it is, but it'll uh, make the camera go. Away. <laughs> <laughs> don't do don't that. Do that. What I uh, what I do find interesting, just on the the monitoring side of things, like as you know, because I came from doing a lot of music and uh, Kibbles, I know, has played live as well. And you know, on a stage when you're playing like with a band, monitors are so important um, so that you can hear each other. And 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 having your own vocals in those monitors was uh, a huge I don't huge hear thing. The other people, I want to hear my own thing. <laughs> but like be, you know monitoring for for live sound is 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 super important and it's just something i've not really bothered to do i'm very i think i know i'm very lazy with the way i've set up all my sound on twitch i just did it and i haven't it works so i'm like i'm not touching it because i don't want to break it um i'm lucky that i can just adjust the volume of my headphones individually and it won't affect the stream sound so now mm -hmm. that those levels are all set I just don't have to touch them and I can adjust everything in my own head nice and easily. Um, but it's definitely a case of test it out, see what works for you. Um, <clears throat> I've said many times I'm planning on upgrading to a, a two PC setup this year. And I know already, I'm already dreading setting up the audio for that. I'm no, already it, It's going to be it. easy. It's going to be easy. You've got a, a collection of audio masters here. You, yeah. You're going to be absolutely fine. I hope so. Especially if, if you opt to go for the go xlr this isn't a sponsored stream by the way uh, i just keep bringing them up um you literally install the the software and it does it all for you mm. you you pick your preferences you start configuring your microphone all the audio tracks are there it's it's to, to put it boost that gain and do asmr the whole time uh, yeah, no. buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Great. Yep. <laughs> um, Great. One, th I, I won't dive too far into, it, but one thing I want to point out is, I, I think that we've all hit on audio is the fucking devil. Audio is the worst. Audio is the thing that you will probably pull your hair out over the most as it pertains to technical difficulties, especially early on when you're getting your setup sorted. Because um, think of it this way. The game itself, as long I mean, you're basically just dialing in the volume for the game, what sounds good to you and what isn't like peaking and going into the red for chat. Um, but in terms of all the other stuff, your microphone, your if you have like a separate headset mic, if you have a dedicated mic for chat, whatever your setup is, the way in which all of that audio comes together is going to be the most frustrating thing that happens. And if you're watching a stream, obviously your attitude is a portion of of the energy that you bring to the channel. The gameplay is something you bring to the channel. Um, but all of that doesn't matter if the audio is shit, right? Because yep. like some people, yep. plenty of people stream without a webcam. So I wouldn't even say that having a good webcam or like, oh, you got to have a DSLR. You got, you don't have that bokeh effect, bro. You're like, you know, you're not like really selling it. It doesn't matter. Like video is important. Clarity is important. But audio, a lot of people will just chill and vibe with the stream in the background. You might mm -hmm. be doing housework. You might be cooking. If you're not actively having your eyes glued to the screen, you're listening. And that's the thing that you're always doing. You're never not listening to a stream. So, I mean, granted, maybe you're in a situation where you're on a commute or whatever, and you're not listening. You just want to watch gameplay. But more often than not, people are there to hear you. 
and they're yeah. here to hear the game. If those things don't sound good, you have already put yourself in a position where it's going to be harder to make a first impression. So like Cyber said before, you know, you tune into someone's channel and their audio delay is a little off or their video delay is a little funky. And you're just like, no, oh, this is weird. And I don't know. I mean, you only do have a, a small window of time to make that first impression, uh, especially for new viewers. If they're friends or if they're other gamers or they're people in your clan, like obviously people are going to keep coming back a little bit because they're going to give you a shot. They know you in a different context. But if you're a random person, they don't know you. And this is your opportunity to like impress upon them what you're able to do with the channel. So audio is so critical. And although we're talking about te technical difficulties here, I would say if you can do if you can front load the work to get a lot of shit fixed up front you'll spare yourself the heartache later of somebody saying oh you're muted or oh this is yeah. crackling or oh this is dropping out or oh this is like too loud or discord mm -hmm. is much louder than than the game audio or it's going to take time you're going to have bad streams and you can't fault yourself for having a bad stream and think that you can't fix it later because you can um one thing that i won't explain but i would recommend people google and look up that will immensely help them is look into side chain ducking basically what it is in very simple terms is this you have one audio source listen to another audio source and if let's say audio source a is providing input above a certain threshold audio source b scales back so what i do is I have my um, I have ducking set up so that my microphone, like you'd be hearing now, is um, set so that my game audio is ducked underneath my microphone. Yeah. So when I'm talking, the music gets buried into the mix. Other people, like in party chat with me, get buried a little bit into the mix. And then when I stop talking, within a few like 100 milliseconds, they fade back in. It's a fader that auto fades for you based on how much input one thing is putting in and it scales the other one down. And it's like great. This. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. It, exactly. So what Cyber, for anyone's listening at home, what Cyber's doing is just kind of holding his hands up left and right and just moving them like a scale, like a seesaw. It is like a seesaw for audio and it will really help if you are struggling to early days dial in those values because it just kind of is doing the dialing for you. Um, and there's plenty of good tutorials and guides out there. Uh, Epos Vox is someone I'd recommend on YouTube if you want to Google him. Uh, Harris Heller is someone uh, that a lot of people know for streaming. Epos Vox does like uh, just audio, um, so they're they're a great resource. And there's other people who do that too. But um, yeah. yeah, you can fix a lot of this up front. Totally. The the sidechain ducking and, and sidechain compression is something I learned about in, in college when I did sound engineering and I noticed it immediately the first time I came into your stream and saw that on Grog and I could hear like the background music and when you talk it just dips that down, makes it nice and clear. It, it was one of the very first things that I noticed watching your content. Um so and having an understanding of what that was and how you'd went and set that up, uh, that certainly impressed a level uh, of uh knowledge onto me for uh the fact that you'd had that set up again not something i've done <laughs> at all but um very very nice touch for sure um if it's something that you can set up um what i want to get to as well or just quickly i guess the the one other thing i don't know if any of you have ever experienced this as a, a kind of technical difficulty but have you ever gone live playing a game maybe a new game you've not played before or maybe you've not streamed before 
and it just straight up won't work with your stream you're trying mm-hmm. to play maybe you all of a sudden your frame rate's just abysmal or obs is just struggling to keep up um it turns out that the steam port to pc is trash and it won't actually run yeah <laughs> things like that um has that ever happened to any of you guys or just me no <laughs> Destiny's usual, usually like a fickle bitch when it comes to like display capture and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, but Warzone for me has been one of the banes of my life, trying to get that to look good and actually work with OBS. It works perfectly fine. Like my CPU, like I, I've got a little thing on my stream deck. The most it ever gets to is 10%, right? When I'm, when I'm just playing Warzone, I've got nothing else open. As soon as I hit like going live on OBS, my CPU jumps all the way up to ninety, and it seems to just go into complete overdrive. And I'm, I'm just like, why? Like, yeah, why are you doing this? Like, it was uh, perfectly fine before. I had, I mean, I don't know if you remember Andrew, but I had I a do. similar issue with Monsanto. I do remember. And yes, it was the same thing. When I went live, my CPU was at a, like a hundred percent. I basically couldn't stream because it was like it would just lag but it was an easy fix i didn't think about at first but i just kept the fps to 60 and then actually fixed it like my every time i stream now my cpu is at like 50 max on uh, on on monster just from like capping the game to 60 fps instead of having it unlocked yep absolutely and it's one of those things that a lot of the time with you know um kind of trial and error with your settings both in game and on obs you can get these things to to often work uh, my experience like um cyber said is mostly with destiny like, i remember the first time destiny came out on pc and i was so psyched to play it and i jumped on and it just was terrible like this you know obs could not keep up with with pushing out 60 frames a second and gameplay just looked terrible um and while live i was then sitting and trying to fix this and troubleshoot this uh while streaming which is not ideal now the way i got around it was i made like a test channel like a second channel that i don't tell anyone about and if i'm doing a new game or something i'll just go live on that channel see how it performs on stream make sure obs is handling it make sure all my parts are working and then maybe go back and watch the vod make sure everything's fine there then i can go live on my main channel uh, now I believe Twitch has got like a test stream feature now, which it, it didn't does. used to have. I have no idea how it works. Has anybody tried it at all? No. There, I, uh, it, it, how how new is this? Because there is a there has. Well, I'm, uh, I don't know how new, but I'm only just aware of it fairly recently. So so there is a test stream feature that is official through Twitch, where basically you can. It may not do what you think it. It may not do what I think you hope it will do. What it does is you you use your stream key. There's official page for Twitch, where basically you append your stream key with a suffix. It's like question mark and then a bunch of like numbers and something else. And basically, what it does is it allows you to go live. It will hit Twitch's servers, and you will be live, but you will not broadcast to the directory to any directory. Yeah. Yep. And then you can take that plug it in and that's a good way to test your um frame rates and and also check to see sorry your bit rate yeah. and check to see if you have any dropped frames and whether or not you are or are not encoding on the button for like what you should be hitting 
Um, but I don't think that's what you. Well, yeah. So of. that's kind of one of the things I was wanting to say. So like that's maybe an issue if you're worried about your bitrate settings or you know your internet speed or anything like that. Uh, to my understanding, I've not used it, so that's kind of was my understanding of it. But it's cool. You don't get video. Yes. that's all I wanted to say. You yeah. get a graph. You get a graph. So, yeah, and you it get gives statistics. You the raw numbers. Your like yeah. game performance and things is not going to be done that way. Right. Um, which is why, again, I, I find it just all around easier to use a, a separate account to just stream on and test. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess I was just wondering if that was just me that done that or anyone else has, has had any experience testing these things before going live on, like, the main channel kind of thing. I mean, when I was uh, a newbie, I just streamed. Yeah, I, just I, 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 I would do, like, I'd do, like, 10-minute tests. So I'd be going live in the Destiny <laughs> directory and just be like, I just set the topic to, like, testing audio. And like <laughs> prayed that no one would be trying to view it, and that I wouldn't make a bad impression. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, I guess I just wanted to keep that off of the main channel and did it all on a, a separate one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, if, if you that's if smarter. You yeah, if you are struggling with FPS issues, the biggest advice that I can give you is disable the preview in OBS, because depending on how many monitors you've got, if you are encoding five six seven different things all at once especially if you're looking at uh, your actual uh, obs preview if you disable that you're you're removing a section that the the pc has to encode so yep. you, you're basically removing a video playing constantly on on your stream and that can like take down some of the resources in, in obs so if you are struggling that's the first thing i do i, I just remove it just get it completely out of there and then Usually you'll see either the drop frames reducing uh, to a point that you're comfortable with, whether it be 5, 10 every like, minute or hour or whatever, and you can actually see uh, your FPS slowly going up. As your CPU comes down, it's kind of like that, that graph. <laughs> it, yeah. it really does help. If, if, you can, if you are struggling, first thing I can recommend, remove the preview. Yeah, I, I've done it previously, but it just stresses me out because I don't know if I'm on the right scene or <laughs> anything yep. like that, you know? I've got so used to looking at it being like, yes, good, we're on the right we're on the right screen right now. Everything's working. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I realize that that's a, obviously a very good um, tip as well. It's, it's all trial and error, which is why I have the second channel because that way I can, you know, test it and go, okay, well, maybe we're struggling. Let's lower my in-game graphics a bit or let's cap the frame rate at this and see if it if it cooperates uh, and it just allows you to do a lot of that trial and error off of your main page i highly yeah. recommend it to, to anyone that is is concerned about it and again even now if i have a new game that i've not streamed before i would generally if i've got time always try and do a small stream on that channel just to make sure we're all good because sometimes you can run the game off stream and be like yeah we're having a great time everything's fine and as soon as you go live it just all catches fire and it's, it's a disaster um uh one thing I would suggest for things like Call of Duty or in respect to frame rates within a game and, and how that looks on stream, um, and this is something I did recently and I've actually been quite happy with the results, it's, it's I used VSync. I don't use yep. it for most games, and I know it's a dirty word, and as PC gamers, you know, we are, it is bred into us. You turn VSync off, you go to full screen if you want uncapped frames, like, these are things that you just do. Um, but the thing is, I've noticed that when I watch um, 
streamers who have different rigs, different setups, some who, you know, are doing a single rig or a dual dual stream that with games where you can have uncapped frames, sometimes your broadcasting platform, uh, the, the software can struggle a little bit because it has to broadcast out at a, or at least try to at a flat frame rate. It's shooting for 30, it's shooting for 60, it's it's whatever you have it set to, you're you're probably going to be broadcasting one of those two frame rates. So if you have a game that is fluctuating between, say, like 90 and 200 plus frames per second, or let's say, you know, if you have a system that can handle it, you're probably going to be somewhere in the ballpark of like 110 to 130, and you're going up and down, up and down, up and down. All of that still has to get rendered down to something feasible for the viewer and for Twitch to process. On top of that, your webcam is going to be 30 or 60 frames per second. Your webcam frame isn't going to be uncapped. So to that end, you're dealing with multiple sources that are all getting squished together and put out at a single rate. I would say VSync for me has meant better looking streams in Warzone um, rather than doing an uncapped frame rate because the viewers don't see as much screen tear and they see less jerkiness. The screen tear that you see may be imperceptible because one, you're playing the game, your your mind is focused on that, your brain kind of fills in the gaps for you, but sometimes that can be exacerbated on the output end. So if you have games where an uncap rate means you're fluctuating, you know, like you're going really, really high, getting tons of rates, and then you go, like you step into an outdoor environment, all of a sudden your frame rate drops dramatically. Um, that can look weird on the viewer's end a little bit. Mm -hmm. Vsync sometimes can help that because it's basically middling out, you know, how severe, how, how high you're going, and, and you're not going to drop maybe to the same lows. And it will look better for you. It will probably look better for stream. Um, not every game needs it, um, but if it is a fast-paced Twitch shooter, you might benefit from it, or at least the stream quality might ben benefit from it. You could also argue to frames win games, you know, and that like you would have won that one v one if you had a hundred and twenty frames yeah. at your disposal instead of ninety. Sure, that's a whole different argument, but <laughs> but it's we're we're talking about the viewer experience. That can be a a good way to fix the viewer experience. Go back and watch your vods too. I watch my vods all the time, not the full yeah. thing, but sometimes I go back. If I think that I had spotty audio issues or video issues, I'll go back yeah. and I'll just like check. Oh, I remember the start of the stream. Something funky happened and I'll watch 10 minutes of it or I'll watch the end of it when I signed off to see if I like transition scenes correctly. Do that stuff. And that's an easy way to pick up on things that your audience might not tell you. You could be making mistakes that are harmless, but like maybe they bother you and they don't bother other people. So other people just aren't saying anything. Yeah. Um, there's 100%. no way for you to know. Totally recommend watching VODs, just even dipping in and out, catching those things. Sometimes people are just too nice and they won't tell you, you know? So it's, I mean, sometimes not I, I not don't experience community. that. I don't experience <laughs> like, that. But, damn it, Condi. <laughs> you know, I, I guess, though, like, I don't want to go into a new, uh, you know, maybe a smaller streamer that I've not been there before. And the first thing I say is like, hey, you need to fix this. Like, yeah. you know. What are you doing, scrub? There's a, there's a line between, like, helping someone and then just coming off like a... <laughs> <laughs> like a bit of an ass um so well, it's i mean how, it's tough. how much is that on them because in my opinion like we've talked about this before the stream is like an extension of your personality and if you want to be a if, if you want to portray that 
you're a messy person because you you're not checking these things over and over again you know it's your craft you need to you need to put some passion in it wait you need to try and refine it because unless you're just doing it like stream i don't know to do clips and all that kind of stuff if if you want to try and take it seriously you need to take pride in it and in order to do that you need to fix all these things so i, I do understand what you're saying condi but if it was me, I would reach out to them and be like, by the way, you're, you're like three seconds behind on your audio. And if they take that negatively, it, it's their their issue because they've just wrecked the first first impression. Yeah, and I mean, you, you could do it through like a whisper so you're not just exactly. appearing in chat. Yeah, there's, there's right ways to do it. I'm not saying you should never do it. Um, I just, I guess for me, like I, I don't want to come across as like somebody that's coming in and... Uh, I, I, yeah i guess it comes down to the way you do it if you if you're going yep. in and you're just being like uh you're doing this wrong blah, 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 like as opposed to like <laughs> hey i noticed this might help you know yeah it's uh it's about the way exactly. you, you give the feedback um i think we've we've, we've kind of covered a lot of uh, of this sort of topic has anyone got any sort of closing thoughts on you know how to troubleshoot things how to you know fix any of these issues that might come up or do we want to jump on to the, the next little topic here i think you and grog hit the nail on the head watch your vods see what's wrong if anything just try and fix it there is one thing there's uh this is more this is again more targeted at condi but i think it, it could apply to more people especially our friend ginger if she's still in the chat um be careful what you put in your physical environment like uh drink cups <laughs> don't go on tables unless they have a sippy cup lid okay you're okay, Condi. Okay. I don't ever but, have the sippy cup closed, but um, yeah. But but <laughs> like, juice? yeah. Be careful of your. Oh God, it's everywhere. Be be careful of the things that you have in your physical space because honestly, technical difficulties aren't just the shit that happens on stream electronically. It could be, ha you know, have... your cable management. Make sure that your feet are not in a position where you're gonna kick a cable out. I have done that before. I've unplugged my microphone. Um, so like, yeah, your keep keep a, a physical space that is mildly tidy we're all human um but you know maybe don't have yourself in a position where you can knock a liter of g fuel into your console <laughs> and have it just like go up in flames in front of you yep. that would be bad i have a story about that <laughs> i, I think a I, need to hear I have it. a couple stories about that <laughs> so well the first one uh like back in the, the music days the band days i went on stage to set up all my equipment spilled an, an entire can of monster on my pedal board and they all broke right before uh, a gig Ooh. that's a technical difficulty what's interesting though is that <laughs> I, I dried it out and it came back stronger it came back stronger. more powerful <laughs> it absorbed <laughs> the monster energy and it came back stronger but more yeah stronger how <laughs> i don't know it just worked even better <laughs> louder um, did the volume did the did the knobs all go to 11 afterwards there was some there was some damage but we managed to fix it and ended up still working and it still works to this day but um yeah no what i actually was meaning talking about bringing things into like the physical space i use wireless headphones and i bought a, or i acquired a mini fridge for my drinks and such while i'm streaming <laughs> And originally, I wanted the mini fridge under my desk, so it was nice and easy to just grab stuff from the fridge, snacks and such. Um, however, <laughs> what I encountered was that for some reason, the mini fridge being in such close proximity to all the other gear I had, 
actually Watch affected my headphones. Though. My headphones would cut out periodically. Um, and I thought the headphones were breaking. I was close to dropping money to buy a whole new, you know, set of headphones. Um, but the, the, like, the base station, the wireless base station was directly above the fridge. And some electric signal or something stopped it working. Because Which, in those fridges, there's just, like, a giant copper coil, right? I mean, like, it's just... I have no idea. Yeah. Okay, P Pigeon says the, the Astros have the same issue with 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi boxes which is interesting. interesting but i mean i guess it is just a wireless signal going from the base station on my desk to my headphones and yet by putting a fridge there for several weeks i thought my, my headphones are starting to die i'm gonna have to buy new headphones and then i moved the fridge to the other side of the room and it works they work great now so <laughs> anything can cause technical difficulties which is interesting but um I I was i was i was compelled to think of like when you were doing the stream that shall not be named and you had an open like pint uh, uh glass of coke and uh jack daniels uh and D dale kept yelling not on the desk <laughs> not on the desk i have no memory of what you're talking about no idea yeah. that doesn't sound like me um doesn't sound like me. <laughs> anyway so yeah I mean, we've, we've actually put a lot of time into that so like let's jump onto a quick uh a quick one well two really quick things i think we've got um, the first one is the uh, Bungie Destiny 2 sub-viewer bounty incentive thing. That's the official title of what it was. Um, basically, uh, for anyone that is not aware, uh, Destiny 2 has an official extension uh, built into Twitch. And viewers can gain certain in-game rewards by interacting with the extension usually it's something like after a crucible match you can react using the extension and if you do that enough times you can go in game and, and receive some currency and things like that uh but this past week they dropped a new bounty where if you gift two subs to a destiny streamer with the extension on you would get in-game items you got an emblem and shaders which are cosmetic items in the game Anyone that knows the Destiny community knows that we go wild for new emblems. People love that. So this led to, uh, I mean, a, a couple of the top Destiny streamers had ridiculous, ridiculous jumps in their sub counts uh, based yeah, on this. I got like thirty thousand subs off of that. Damn, not bad. Yeah, not no, bad. I stream Destiny all the time. <laughs> um, but I, I thought I, it was. Yeah, a, I think the highest was what a forty thousand sub train. I, I yeah. saw Glad get twenty eight thousand. I don't know. It went. It went higher. It yeah, went higher. It went went so much higher. I think it went up to forty. That's insane. I'll check. Um, anyway, but I kind of wanted to talk about our thoughts on, <clears throat> you know, uh, that whole the whole idea of that is of companies using extensions to, I guess incentivize people to gift subscriptions to then get stuff in game like it's, it's an interesting uh kind of method or or, or use of the extensions that i've not seen before i'm, if you, I'm not if you, oh, go ahead cyber if you if you think about how much twitch are just like this right now if, if you if you try and dissect the the transaction they're basically mentally forcing you to go shit i i want that i'm gonna get it what do i need to do i need to go through twitch and give two subs it's a very smart money making idea 
like it's it's for a good cause obviously like you can sub to smaller streamers you know you can uh i think glad took pretty much every sub that he was getting and he was he was reading other channels and like getting his community to, to gift subs to these other people but it's twitch, twitch are smart they really are well twitch and bungie because obviously <clears> they work <throat> together but that, that's smart as hell uh, Glad got twenty twenty eight thousand one hundred and thirty seven sub train. Jesus. Yeah. So that was over what he did like a forty hour stream or something. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh, uh, right. maybe that was the <laughs> metric I was thinking of. Yeah. He did. He did. Uh, he did a crazy long stream. Yeah, I mean, I think his total sub count may be around that forty. Yeah, he has forty three thousand, I think. Right uh, so, forty two thousand and sixty nine. To get twenty eight. Twenty eight k. Uh, in a sub train is is I mean I think that was a world record right if I'm not mistaken that's the longest uh, sub train ever I, I would Im I would imagine so um and it's it's just it's very interesting um I think on, on Bungie's perspective it maybe brought a bit more hype around the game it brought a lot of streamers back to streaming Destiny maybe um because they saw well hey here's an opportunity to get some more subs um. But it is a bit of a weird one, right? Because it's incentivizing you to spend money, which isn't... I mean, it, could you say... It's not really pay to win because it's cosmetic, but people are so upset about spending money at, like, Eververse, which is, like, the in-game store exactly. in Bungie. They don't want to spend money to buy cosmetics. That's, like, a... You know, it's microtransactions. This is, like, I guess a microtransaction, but none of the money goes to Bungie. It just goes to the streamers who are advertising the game well, it's, half, half well, of it goes to the well, streamer. We don't know. Well, yeah, yes, we don't okay. know. Okay. And we don't but know what Bungie gets as out. a... I mean, Bungie could have... Yeah, they could have done a deal with Twitch where maybe mm -hmm. Bungie gets a little bit of a cut. Here's the other thing. To take it away from Destiny for a second, even though we're, we're talking about this, this incentive being Destiny-related, it makes me think of the person... I know that you, you knew of someone specific... Not personally, Connie, but you knew of someone specifically who, when channel points went live something that a lot of people were doing was if people, you know, they would set a tier for if you donated or not donated, but if you, if you redeemed Dude. X yep. number of channel points, you could get a, you would gift a sub to someone or you get a free sub. Like the, the streamer might do that or what have you, uh, or they would gift somebody something. And then a person got temporarily banned or suspended. They weren't banned, but they were suspended because it, quote broke twitch terms of service yeah because it was basically saying that you it, it was it was monetizing viewership where twitch ostensibly is a free platform which does not need to be paid for and you're not trying to force people to spend you're not supposed to be like forcing people to divest money that they don't have to every every donation or every sub is is a charitable contribution to the cause or to the streamer um, but that some people were not allowed to gift subs as part of their channel point rewards because it broke TOS. Yeah. I don't really see how this is different other than it's just a game developer and they're big and they have a web extension that's approved. And it just seems odd. Like, obviously, Bungie is doing it because they want to be higher up. They want, they want the directory to have a little more life in it. Mm -hmm. uh, it. It is a win. It's a win for the streamers. It's a win for Bungie. And, it, and for those um viewers who give a damn about emblems and shaders it's a win for them too but the transaction seems like it would 
probably fly in the face of terms of service for how these things are supposed to be used. Yep. But 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 they were just given the green light by Twitch, obviously. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a valid point that I had not considered at all. Um, yeah, because the whole point about you know, to the, as far as I know, with like bits and and subs and things, is that they shouldn't be uh, given for. Um, monetary any game. exchange of goods right yep. or, or anything like right. that so it is interesting and i hadn't actually considered that um you're not supposed to treat like currency yeah like i it's, mean it's yeah i i have to assume obviously like if you say it went all it all went through twitch but do we know that for a fact if bungie controls the extension could they not have just done it without saying anything to twitch i, I assume that's I not highly the case doubt but it. you think it would highly have to go through it. them well if you if we try and put a number on it if you if you look at glad he got what 40 what was it 40 no 20 28, 000, right and he's he's a, a a big fish in a big pond so let's let's assume that every other destiny streamer fifty thousand gifted subs that's that's kind of like a, a rough idea that's a lot of money to push through twitch without even asking them i, I bet you they've at least had the conversation whether it went Yes, you can do that, or no, we don't want you doing that, and they went ahead with it anyway. But mm. I bet that conversation happened. I'm just thinking: is it would it be feasibly possible? Because clearly they've obviously got some connection through the API because they already had the you know interact with the extension it links to the game. I just wonder if that's something that other developers could just jump on and do without even having to notify Twitch or. One hundred percent. So part of the the contract between the API developers is they get full reign and they sign a contract to make sure that there is no uh, misuse or misconduct mm. with it. So in theory, any game developer can do that and go straight through it. So they've built that app. Within that app, they've built a, a like a, a notification system to say this this person has gifted a sub. Yep. And then they relate that directly back to their servers, which then gifts them that shader and emblem. So, like, like I said, in theory, any game developer can do that. Yeah. Because if you look at, is it Hyperscape? I might be getting the name of the game wrong. Yep, yes, I was going to bring that up, yeah. If you look at the channel points, it's an extension within the API, and that directly goes to their server and then updates the game so there's game events so that's how that works so they, they rege redeem the channel points it goes through that api to the server and then automatically does things on their end yeah. so it's anybody can if anybody's got access to that api anybody can do it like activision can do it you know you could get a if you give two subs you can get an exclusive skin or gun in theory yeah it's interesting. I, again, I've never seen anything quite like that happen before. Uh, and clearly it was, I mean, it seems to be well-received. Uh, a lot of people are doing it. You know, the, the, the coming from the Destiny community, we all want more emblems and stuff. You know, it, it does make sense um, that people would be hyped about it. Um, you brought up uh, Hyperscape. Sorry, girl, go ahead. I was going to say, it's just also then very ironic how 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 positive people have been receiving it considering how uh, bad <laughs> microtransactions have been exactly like, mon mon uh, microtransactions have been demonized by like game journalists and the gaming community and uh developers you know have gotten in hot water over microtransactions especially for those you know ea specifically for 
what effectively were pay to win things in uh, Battlefront 2. But it's just funny because people are just like, yeah, it's fucking great. And it's just like, guys, this is just another microtransaction. Yeah. It's just a different type. I guess yep. people feel good. <laughs> yeah. I, wonder, so like, I wonder if people feel like they have the, the moral feel good vibe because they're like, oh, well, some of the money's going to cyber or like some of the money's going to my favorite streamer, you know, or like whoever it is, they're like, it's going to the person I'm watching. Um, maybe that softens the blow. Well, if well, I, I love the analogy that you guys have came up with, because imagine this is the microtransactions, right? They're not even trying to cover it. They're just going like, oh, look, if you give two subs now, you, it's like... It's not a microtransaction, every, we promise. Yeah. <laughs> everyone knows what they're doing, but for some reason within the community, everyone's accepting it. And I think it highlights exactly what Grog just said, because some of the money is going to the streamer and not just these big corporations, because we have no idea what cut they're getting, if any. It's, it's very smart. It, it really is. Because, yeah. like you say mainstream media within the the gaming community is completely shunned and demonized uh the, the the whole microtransaction thing like grog said and to easily just quickly mask like a tiny portion of it and then pump it out to the masses look what glad's just done yeah <laughs> look at what a lot of other streamers could potentially do in one day within one day we, Within we one day, I, I I opened the directory and I saw like Grenader Jake at the top, and Grenader Jake had a little he used because you can take um uh like the emojis, the ones that uh, work on all phones and computers and stuff. He had a little emoji of a gift box, and up there, and it was just like you know the top of the Destiny directory was. We're not talking just Glad like like this was a lot of people. Yeah, Crafty is in there. You know, um, uh, Grenader Jake is in there uh bandwipe like there's there's big people and they've all got this like hey you know we're we're doing this cool thing and you can get a shader and it's like dude i can't hate on any of them for it because i mean shit they're making money like that's uh, uh, you know power to them but it's also just like it's no fucking surprise that like this was an overnight success because of course streamers are going to want to push it how could they not um i'm just so surprised how warmly received it's been by the viewers yeah um and it's it's there's a few things I want to kind of mention, which is that I'm seeing a lot of Destiny Two streamers, uh, not all of them admittedly, but I'm seeing a lot that have two gifted subs equals emblem as their title, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's like, yeah, I get you. I guess you want to, um, you know, tell your community and make sure they know so they don't miss out on those kind of things. But I have seen people saying to me, "Oh, it's kind of annoying seeing that in in titles." Um, like you say again, take advantage of it. It's like when September rolls around on Twitch, right? Everyone's got a September command um, because there's like a deal. There's something you want to let your community be aware of. Um, <clears throat> but I would personally feel weird putting it in my title because it's like saying, hey, gift subs to me, <laughs> you know? Um, the the other, so there, there's the two kind of interesting things I want to talk about, which is somebody brought up in chat the new game, uh, Hype, Hyperscape? Hyperscape? Yep. Hyperscape. So, a new battle royale um which uses twitch extensions so that twitch can vote on your twitch chat can vote on things happening in the game um as somebody mentioned it is incentivized that you sub because your vote counts like times three if you're a subscriber in the channel i believe yep. um but if i'm not mistaken that is doing drops similar to how valorant did 
-hmm. which is is interesting because when we talked about the valorant discussion we were saying i wonder if we're going to see this happen more often Mm -hmm. um and then here you go brand new free to play battle royale or i don't know if it's free to play but i'm assuming based on i think i think it is yeah uh that's dropping and that's got you know exclamation point drops now the difference is i'm not seeing anywhere near the same level of hype i was seeing for valorant i don't know if it's maybe just me and the people i follow um are you guys seeing anything different to that no not really i mean if you if you look at the director you just know it's nowhere near the numbers what valorant was i wonder if if part of it is that valorant had valorant was being hyped for quite a while before it entered uh the beta closed beta and you had to get a drop key to just to get in and then um (laughs) yeah hyperscape just landed kind of like apex did um but apex did land with a much bigger splash but again this was you know this wasn't Fortnite. This wasn't PUBG. It, it felt very different, and it kind of came from it came from a publishing house that had given us Titanfall, you know. And people were thrilled because mm-hmm. it, it felt fresh and different. I wonder if this is just one br a little too late. And this is not me critiquing the game itself because I haven't played it yet. Yeah. But um, I'm wondering if because this is a late arrival, the hype isn't nearly as grand. Valorant wasn't a br. But maybe the hype train was so much bigger because a lot of huge streamers talked about it before even closed beta was available. Shroud talked about maining it as a game potentially, depending on how it's going to turn out. Mm. One of the drawing, um, one of the draws to the game was that it was going to be no aim assist. It was going to be pure skill, pure twitch reaction. You know, this is this is going to be creme de la creme of of gamers. Um, you know, playing at highly competitive levels. It was heavily thrust upon the CSGO community, um, which is already Legion and, you know, is like almost 20 years old at this point. Um, So you figure they had a massive fan base they could target. They had huge names already lined up to to get people aware of it and excited about it. And then it was closed, so you had to watch to get something Mm -hmm. um, to even participate. I think all of those things together, and it wasn't a BR. It, and also, there hasn't been a hard competitor to CSGO for what CSGO does. Um, like, you know, Rainbow Siege 6 is its own kind of beast, you know, that is of like a similar mindset where you, you have a, a fixed format that people like just grind and grind and grind and get really, 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 really hyper good at. And it takes a lot of skill to be good at. Um, and it's a technical game. I think that because this is pushed as a technical game for technical gamers, um, that was a selling point. This doesn't seem to be pushed in the same way. Well, you know, the thing is about Hyperscape, it has a really big skill ceiling. Like, if you're a casual player, you're not going to, like, you're not going to be able to enjoy a casual round of Hyperscape. Yeah. yeah. Because it has a really high skill ceiling because, like, there's all these abilities. Everybody's jumping around. And... um I think possibly like there's not really much a like really casual player is gonna enjoy about that game because yeah. they're, just, they're just naturally gonna die all the time because people <laughs> are just jumping around. I don't know. If you watch the gameplay of it, like everybody here, if you watch I, the I've game, watched, I played I've it. I got a code. It looks oh, like nice. it looks like fucking anarchy. Like my yeah. my, I'm watching it and I'm like, 
boomer brain setting in. What the fuck? <laughs> Even like, uh, I I take a level of pride of being able to like look at something and like deconstruct it, and I watch that and I'm like, he just did what? Like he jumped through the air and then he went through a window, slid, did a three sixty, sniped somebody in the head, and runs across the. What the fuck is happening? Like it it just seems like a lot of information crammed into a game. And I think for the viewer experience, like Grog said, it's a bit like, no, like I, no, there's one too many BRs like this. No, I'm just going to step back. So <clears throat> I think what we're saying then is just having drops enabled doesn't seem to be it, right? It used to be. Well, for Valorant, it definitely had an impact on it, but we were seeing absolutely insane numbers <laughs> for Valorant, yep. which I don't feel like we're Pe seeing people no. were selling keys exactly so much so that riot so much so that riot games had to go through the trouble of, with their security team to create a small task force within their company to go and deactivate keys that they tracked that were being resold like that yeah. that is people were selling that shit for like you know 50 bucks a key or more like th that was wild to me and this as far as i know that's not happening so i mean i guess then what it comes down to is do we think the 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 lack of hype is based on you know maybe both things maybe a combination but is it maybe just literally the game the fact that people aren't as interested in this as they maybe would be in a different style of game or is it that maybe people are just fatigued from drops i mean it feels like it was just yesterday that we had this valorant drop system and that's gone it, it maybe is it just too soon to be doing that again or you know what? i don't i don't think it's too soon for drops and i don't think yeah. drops are hurting it i don't i think that there's not a media blitz the yep. way there was for valorant um there's just there there aren't they don't have the big names on board uh to the same degree and uh there was a lot more pressure and hype building up to valorant even being available to view before before you could even get a drop yeah. before he was even closed um they're not they're just not it's not being advertised the same yeah. way i think one of the biggest selling points for valorant was going to be the next big esports so yeah. if 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 you think about like how how sheltered the the esports community is you can you can name off one hand like some of the big names like league of legends cs go pubg dota. Or, like yeah. dota and if you kind of go out with those there isn't much hype uh, you've got like smash bros that belly brings in like any viewers but the the core community that they've actually got pumps in so much money into that like people travel hours to get to events and all that kind of stuff yeah if if, if you look at valorant being the the next big esports right which if undoubtedly you, you can't say that twitch isn't built around esports because a lot of the big streamed games are heavily pumped with um like scump uh who like I, I think he's one of the biggest um call of duty streamers on this platform and he brings in so many people uh you look at shroud when he was on the platform you, you can buy you can buy esport team cosmetics and yeah exactly COD. Like you, oh, you want to dress like FaZe? You can look like FaZe Clan, you know. Like here's yep. your FaZe Clan skin and shader, and you know, etc. Yep. Yeah, there was there was one point seven three million people concurrently on Twitch watching Valorant to get drops, and if you try and translate that to Hyperscape, 
once the hype has died down, no one's going to be playing this game, like Manu said. The, the, the hype will die down because it isn't seen as a competitive thing right now. And it might translate to be that way, but Grog hit the nail on the head where he said it's not being advertised that way. Whereas Valorant was, yeah, Valorant was was being sold as this huge next esports thing. And when you look at uh, Hyperscape, I didn't know about it until the day it came out. I knew about Valorant I months heard before it came about out. It like a week yeah. before, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you hear about this new thing? Like, no. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> what? Yeah. An another like BR game. So just Whereas... simply having drops enabled is not enough, right? I don't. It doesn't hurt. I would argue it, yeah. it. I don't think drops in any way hurt. I think drops leverage with the right media marketing and the right, um, just the right buildup to release. I think drops will always be effective and they can't hurt because honestly, it is a passive tool. You just have to have the back end set up so that drops are even possible. But like that's that's between the developer and Twitch. If a company decides that it is within their means to get the drops um hooked into an extension there's no reason not to i mean like if it, it depends on how you're rolling out the game if you're doing a closed beta well obviously drops i think will always be huge it just depends on how how much hype the community has going into it already and yeah. that is completely independent from twitch as a platform or mixer rip or or facebook gaming or youtube gaming like whatever the platform is as the end product drops will be a thing yeah, and drops will still be huge. It's just it's gonna need the right game to leverage it. Um, this just might not be the right game. Yeah, I, I think it's a valuable lesson for developers and for you know maybe Twitch and and everything like that to kind of you know you 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 can't tell me that who's it Ubisoft to make this new game. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you can't tell me they weren't hoping to kind of match the Valorant numbers that were happening, which has just not happened at all. Um. And I think you've hit the nail on the head is, is you know, that little bit of marketing, building the hype up around before you start doing this all kind of adds together to this, you know, again, Valorant was just an explosion, you know, overnight, Twitch suddenly had, you know, channels with over 100k watching for days on end right like people you know, spamming exclamation point drop in chat and even though that was not how even though that was not how you got the key yeah exactly right everybody think, knew about drops everybody knew kibbles about it. you you i i i hate to put you on the spot but if you could repeat what you put in chat i think that is the perfect summation of of drops uh, it's a tool not the answer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really is yeah just to highlight really on that like ck said it said it the best uh, valorant had every competitive uh, competitive player and streamer endorsing it like word of mouth is a huge thing in, in this this space that we have and if every single like competitive streamer that you watch is talking about it eventually the subconscious thing is oh, i'm gonna check it out like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna invest some time whether it be <clears throat> playing or watching so for sure the the only other quick thing i wanted to kind of uh bring up and talk about a little bit is um the the very nature of like extensions because we're seeing them start to be used in different ways and in, in slightly better ways uh and i know we're running long so we won't we won't make this a, a long topic but um i'm hungry <laughs> obviously uh we we saw how bungie implemented it with the gifted subs you know really linking them into the game <laughs> helping to to do that and, and support the streamers and all that we've seen you know the this new game hype hyperscape i can't I, why why can that not go into my brain i can't learn that 
um, they're using the extension to to have more integration to the game where viewers can interact with the the streamers world and the streamers game and, and everything like that so i guess um i i actually had a conversation with a a twitch staff member months and months ago and they told me the they Bezos. think <laughs> no i wish <laughs> um they told me uh i think extensions are going to be the next big thing on twitch uh and we had that conversation i can't remember what the topic came up but they said extensions that's what's coming that's what's going to be big and i thought about it for a long time and i th I just don't understand how how that's going to become that way because for a long time extensions are just you know nice little things you know you had one in destiny that maybe you could click on and see what their loadout was or for twitch sings you can vote on songs and things like that but Pick it was never up. never a big big thing it was just small little interactions but the robot game, though, that you've played on stream, Condi, has been a fucking riot. Very the, interesting, yes. With, yeah, what's the name of that one again? Uh, oh, God. What is it called? Danger Robo Zone? Danger, Danger Zone. Zone. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Extreme. It, 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 was, it, it, was, it was like... It was like clone uh, some... Drone. Clone Drone Danger Zone. In the Danger Zone. Yeah, yeah, something like that, which is like one of these games that is just really designed to be uh, controlled by chat, more or less. Um a very fun game and a good use of extensions actually that's a very good point but i because feel like that game was kind of built with the extension in mind first almost then they built yeah. a game around it yeah. um but yeah i guess i just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on what what would be the, what what's the next thing that they're going to do with extensions what do you think is uh is going to be the next sort of leap in that that food looks good as hell <laughs> <laughs> i'm hungry <laughs> Uh, I honestly don't know what they they can do with it. If, if you if you look at Hyperscape, the the Twitch integration, it, it's working, but not a lot of people are hyped about it. Hmm. Uh, I feel like maybe going down the route of investing channel points to maybe hinder the actual player, like either give them uh, like med packs or spawn bigger creatures or whatever. I think that might be a good way to go. Um, I think chat will always want to f enjoy fucking with the pe people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You think it integrated like that Vermintide game? Oh, yeah. Where <laughs> chat just gets to vote things into existence to eat you. <laughs> right. Similar to Clone yeah. Drone. Yeah, similar similar way. Now, that may... that that I feel like that could run afoul of the streamer enjoying playing the game at a certain point. <laughs> um, uh, mean, as Condi as knows a little bit. To enable or disable, I think that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm or set a threshold for like what you're comfortable mm -hmm. with like you know like like with channel points like limit x number of redemptions or maybe limit the frequency of redemptions or something um but i mean unfortunately condi it's now part of your brand to be fucked with by your chat <laughs> i'm sorry that's just that's just where I, we are right now. Yep. I feel like I got myself here. Myself <laughs> this mess. You just you just need to say no earlier. Yeah. That's technical <laughs> difficulty to anyone listening. Say no early. If you don't like it, if you if you just let it persist, chat will make it a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it gets more and more difficult to change it. It's like somebody that yeah. has your name wrong and you don't correct them for a few months. <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean like that game, that robo game, was crazy fun because once we figured out that one of your weakness was to like these little robot defender dudes that had shields, 
we saw a lot of fucking shields and a lot of hammers like start showing up because we just like we wanted to fuck you up and it was just fun and you were having fun with it though that's the thing is that like it's that's the these point things, of that that one exactly yeah. you it, it i feel like the the mindset for the chat and the streamer have to be you have to be aligned in terms of the wants and needs of the other um but and if you are i think extensions can be fantastic i could see them be infuriating for some people though yep um and maybe just not interesting for chat that maybe they don't feel like they can do enough um if you make it tied to channel points through twitch that might not be great the robo thing was interesting because it had its own point system it was basically channel points before twitch integrated channel points for the for every bit that you watched you would gain a few of these like bits of currency that were specific to the extension and then you could also uh gamble those points on the outcome of condi's success so you could get you could wager say oh, i'm going to wager five thousand points that he'll die in the first round and sometimes that was fun to do and people never ever played to hinder you they just gambled whether you won or lost yeah and people seem people always do seem to love gambling things um so you could i could see if there was some sort of currency or, or economy within the extension itself that would be fine and maybe it would still allow twitch to like and the streamer to control its own their own space as it pertains to channel points. I think the biggest mistake they could make would be to cannibalize channel points to use to activate an extension, because mm -hmm. that would be a turnoff for me. Because um, then I wouldn't want I would either want to use them for the extension, and then I wouldn't have them for you, the streamer, or vice versa. Yeah, I mean we've seen like uh, extensions, I believe, that work through like cheering with bits. Uh, and stuff like that as far as i've not seen any extensions so far that link with channel points um but that could be a thing that they move towards um what i'm what i'm thinking right as a podcast i feel like we've kind of predicted a lot of things right we had a whole episode on dmca and copyright right before that all kicked off uh we talked about drops extensively and, and pondered whether more companies might start doing drops and here we are you know I think extensions is going to be a, a more of a thing moving forward. Uh, now that we've seen, because you know other companies have seen what Bungie have done. You know that, you know, Hyperscape has got this interaction with their new game into extensions. It's clearly a powerful tool. Um, so I think we need to be keeping an eye on extensions and trying to use them effectively. Maybe we should have a whole episode talking about extensions or, or at least a, a whole topic about it. I thought hair extensions died like a few years ago. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, we've run, we've ran a little over today, so I, I do apologize. I just get weaves for my beard. I just. <laughs> beard weaves. I am all yeah. natural, baby. All natural. Um, so, right, let's wrap up here. Um, Cyber, <laughs> shout yourself out. Uh, what have you got going on this week? Uh, you can catch me on all uh, like Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, uh, the Cyber Project. Uh, I will be streaming on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. I'm not going to be streaming tonight because I am extremely tired, uh, and I'm, I'm going to eat this. <laughs> Looks delicious. Are you going to eat it in bed? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Kibbles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Mighty Kibbles on everything except for Twitter, which is the Mighty Kibbles. Uh, so like Twitch and 
YouTube, which I need to upload some more stuff, and uh, TikTok, which I need to upload some more stuff. But I'm going to be live in like maybe half an hour with my friend Gonzo. We're going to be doing some Monster Prom. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Pog. Good stuff. Uh, Grog? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube at just underscore Grog. I'm at Twitter at gamer underscore Grog. Um, again, recap from just the start of the show. Things are a little crazy right now. Um, my schedule is a bit up in the air. I'm hoping that within a week to two weeks time, things will be settled back to normal and I'll be back to my like four day streaming schedule again. But um, later this afternoon, I'll be streaming. Uh, I need to kind of confirm with buddy what we're going to do, but it either will be um, Elite Dangerous, which is a really fun space sim game or um, might do some Warzone. Nice. Uh, I, yeah, I meant to ask you, how is Elite Dangerous? You, you enjoying it? It's very cool. For those that don't know, um, it is. It was not designed to be like a competitor to that game, Star Citizen, but it 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 would appeal to anyone who has an interest in that. Um, mm. Effectively, it is a space sim uh, where it's basically you get to control like down to the smallest detail all sorts of stuff. Um, and I would say one of the coolest selling points for me is this: they took Milky Way, they mapped out the entire Milky Way with all the planetary bodies based on NASA star maps that they have available. They plotted out their locations in 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 an actual distance um, and the orbits of all those like planetary bodies and stars and, and moons and all that stuff. They move in real time uh, in their real orbit and they're plotted out to 3036. The funny thing is you can fly anywhere you want to go if you had enough fuel technically. So if you said you wanted to fly a thousand light years towards one star it will tell you how many years it would take you in game if you left your computer running to fly there That's i think amazing. right now in the entire game of the entire galaxy only point zero point four three percent of it has been interacted with by players um so less a than one no man's sky vibe kind of that more it, it is a no man's sky but like on steroids it's it's much more action oriented. Uh, space dog fighting is very cool, and there's a VR component. So if you have VR, um, basically you can activate heads up displays within your cockpit by simply looking to your left or looking to your right or glancing upwards, and um, the UI pops up in real time. So it's it's pretty rad. Um, but there's there's real physics. If you fly too close to a planet, um, the gravity the gravitational pull from the planet will slow you down. You can oh. fall into a planet if you get too close and don't have the thrust to get out. Uh, I almost flew through a star once because I didn't plot my course correctly. It's it's cool. It's cool. But it's definitely a steep. It's not a learning curve so much as a learning cliff. Um, right. So you, you want to have a friend to help you or just watch a bunch of YouTube videos. But once you get the hang of it, I actually use it with a controller um, rather than like a joystick or mouse and keyboard. And it's, um, I think they say about 10 hours to kind of like get um you know uh comfortable acclimated yeah okay and and many more to get like really really good at it but it's it's fun interesting all right well thank you very much i know i had a buddy who used to play it um like constantly uh and he loved it so it's uh it, it was just a bit intimidating to me but it sounds good it sounds good uh manu where can people find you uh <clears throat> that guy called everywhere basically youtube twitch twitter uh yeah that's basically it honestly i don't have much else uh 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> you're not really selling yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have I'm you really back on stream. You've been busy, but we're glad to have you back, man. I know it's uh, it's been a little while, so thank you for for coming on with us. Um, yeah. <clears throat> my name's Connie Fly. You can find me Twitch, YouTube. Uh, all that conify twitter is uh conify with an extra y um and yeah i have a couple videos actually should be coming out relatively soon on the youtube it's been since i've been back to the day job i have not had time to edit so that's kind of sucked a little bit but hopefully we're gonna get back on top of that soonish um this coming week will probably be more destiny and valorant and then probably next weekend more last of us because that game I'm emotionally drained after playing it this morning just for a few hours. So, I, I, but I can't wait to get back into it again. Um, if you have been watching the podcast uh, live in the uh, chat, there's going to be links for our YouTube channel, which we recommend going and subscribing to because we have other fun videos on there. Uh, we also ask that you would uh, follow our Twitter if you have a Twitter account uh, and you could jump over there. Uh, that would what be if wonderful. Could? um and if you are listening on any of the audio versions um come by the stream it's a good time you can ask questions live i mean not today because we just kind of talked for two hours um but it's always nice to have input from the the live chat uh thank you very much for your time everybody uh we are gonna go and raid someone so please stick around for that um other than that we will see you guys next week Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Bye.